on tonight's show, we have actress and film director, Wendy McCall. And now for your host, Cool Paul. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Kicking It With Cool Car Show. This is episode 200. Thank you guys for rocking with me for all of these years. I'm going on year number four, episode 200, guys. It's been a journey. I'm just so appreciative of all the guests that have come on my show, blessed the platform, uh, and just, you know, just share their, their transparency with us. Uh, it's been great. I mean, the value is, it, it, it's man, it's, I can't even... I'm speechless, like really, really, really. I can't even believe it's 200. I can, but I can't. But I just want to thank everybody for rocking with me. Everybody who's ever just put their eyes on one episode. It doesn't matter if you didn't watch them all. It doesn't matter if you didn't watch two. If you saw one, I appreciate it. If you ever shared it on Instagram or anything like that. Um, but I cannot do it without you. I do it for you. Can't do it without you. I say it all the time. I really, really mean it. Um, man, listen, great guest. Phenomenal guest. Keep coming on the show. Last last week I had Ciola J. Uh, she is doing so many things, so many great things. You make sure you go check out the episode. Episode one ninety nine is streaming right now on YouTube. You can't miss it. Just go look up "Kicking It with Cool Car." And if that episode doesn't do it for you, there's one hundred and ninety eight more for you, including this one now. So, <laughs> so tonight, 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 I have a film producer coming on the show. Her, she goes by the name of Wendy McComb. She has a new movie that she is releasing called Fuzzy Head. And we will be talking about it. We'll be watching the trailer and we'll dive into everything that she's got going on. She's doing, she's producing commercials. She's doing so much, so much. So we're gonna celebrate her tonight. We're gonna dive into her life, hear her story. Everybody has a story, everybody has a journey. And that's why I bring them on here, just so that they can provide some value to someone who needs to hear their story because you are not alone. Everybody has a story, everybody has some dreams, has desires, and we're trying to fulfill them. We're trying to help you fulfill them here. So without further ado, let's dive in, y'all. Winnie McComb, let's get it. Wendy, welcome to the Kicking It With Cool Card Show, episode 200. This is special. Very special. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're doing amazing things and we have to talk about it. Um, yeah. So you were referred to me by someone that I really respect. I really respect them as a person, their craft. So I said, I have to have you on the show because I know they would not steer me wrong. I know. And uh, so far, so good. So yes, it's gonna be a great conversation. And um, as I mentioned before, I do like to start every conversation with a prayer. You oblige, you said that's okay. Like I said, I like to check because everybody's faith is not the same, but you, you, you're you allowing me to do that. So let's get it. Yep. <laughs> Heavenly Father, let's Lord go. Jesus, we just 
thank you for just allowing us to dive in on this platform tonight dive in into wendy's life heavenly father jesus and her craft and her her her, her gifts heavenly father jesus and her talents lord jesus we just thank you for just allowing us to come on here and just speak eloquently have a transparent conversation heavenly father jesus and just expound on all the great things that she's doing and putting out into the universe we pray and ask that somebody is inspired by her conversation by our conversation tonight lord jesus we just thank you for waking us up each and every day in each and every way lord jesus we just give you all the victory all the glory all the love all the praise in your name we pray amen amen thank you amen 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 thank you for that thank you for allowing me to uh open the conversation up with that i like to get it started i think it kind of sets the tone <sighs> so it's good i'm good you good i'm great yes <laughs> <laughs> you look great i love your backdrop i love everything you got going on like i told you i love your fashion sense let's talk about that first where do you get your fashion sense from because every single picture that i've seen of you is consistent it's not the same but it's consistent speak to that please you know i don't know i think over time just like being inspired by the 1960s and 1970s um i love putting that element into my films and i love i guess feeling like i'm living in that era every single day so that for sure is a big inspiration for my clothing Okay, so you, and I, you did say that you you're into like 1960 films and things of that nature. So you're you're seeing this on a regular because that's what you that's what you're living pretty much, right? You're, yeah, I love it. I love it. So you're putting that into your films, your everything that you're doing. I've seen that it's it's kind of retro, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty much inspired by Scorsese and uh, Robert Altman, all the greats like that, and. Um, yeah, it's 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 really wonderful to kind of like give an homage to filmmaking and films yeah. uh, to that era because I feel like it's kind of been forgotten a little bit. Like with the Netflix making movies and stuff, they right. make great films and everything, but it's kind of like I'm very inspired by those classics. Absolutely, and I, I read that it kind of got you. Uh, I won't say a campaign, but it got you some work over in what Paris or something like that with H and M. Is that is that correct? Yeah, most of the, well, that was one of my first commercials I did was in Paris. Okay. I was asked to go to Paris for my first like professional gig in my early 20s. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think I'm going to show that too when I show you commercials. Um, oh, great. Like yeah, I love that. That Real is story. one of my favorite films. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing because they let me write it and I don't even speak French and the actress oh. helped provide the translation it was a really wonderful project wow but what so and here's the thing which is crazy you said that's in your 20s and it's still consistent it's still consistent what you're doing now so it's like like you're ahead of your time <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, don't know your, I don't know your age but you know what i mean like you're ahead of your time <laughs> back then you were doing that and you're still consistent that says a lot people veer off the the path because they don't know who they are they don't know what they are you know what i mean like yeah you, you... I, I totally feel that i mean like there's different people there's like wes anderson you know he yeah. he, he kind of does the same style every time like i feel like that's somebody who's does like the same style and genre like maybe almost similar genre every time but um as much as i think it's just a coherently in me i do all the writing directing editing at coloring oh, so it's wow. kind of like when you work with just 
like you doing everything, I think accidentally you are just yourself. Like, I don't know if okay. it's something I've chosen. It's just like, it just happens to come out that way. Yeah. But you know what I like though? Because I've seen people who do it all and it becomes mundane. It's, it's boring, you know, because oh. it's the same thing. So what I'm saying to you is you've mastered it. Whatever you're doing, you've mastered it because you keep people engaged. From all the things that I've seen you produce, it's all different from different ranges, but there's still a consistency there. You know what I mean? Thank you. So I, I think um, I allow my intuition and my emotions to guide the work. Okay. And yeah. I don't, even if it's something I'm not familiar with, I just say, okay. So like, that's yeah. So you're yeah. being a true creative, so because you're you're allowing that to speak. Whatever you're dealing with, you're allowing it. You're allowing that canvas to speak back to you. It's like, okay, this is what needs to be done here. You're not forcing anything that you want, right? You're not forcing your quote unquote style, right, on it. But you still have your style on it. I I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, it just it's, it, it's the soul. Weird. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the soul. It is Absolutely. weird. Because people go, where did the voice, somebody once told me like, where did the voice, where did the dialogue come from? Where did those voices come from? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a pure testament of source. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's pure creativity. You can't, no one can, no one can ex fully explain where anything came from when they're like being a true creative. And you can't rush the process. And I, I try to tell people that all the time. Like I've had people in the past, you know, even like females I dated that wanted my time, and they're like, "Oh well, you need to hurry up and do." Like no, you, like when create when creativity hits, you cannot rush it. You cannot put a, a limitation on. That's why people are in studios, music studios, from sun up to sun down, and they don't even eat. They forget to eat because they're so engulfed in that creative space, and it's it's just God working there. And that's, that's the only thing Absolutely. that you can equate to. It's just God working through you, period. That's it. That's absolutely yeah. it. And like, um, I feel like you really can't get lost or judge or anything like that if you're just saying this is God. Yeah, this is source. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. going to put my hands up and surrender. And that's when you get to enjoy the flow. Yeah. And it's not always enjoyable because you have to go, okay, wait. This is that patience thing I have right. to do because something's fermenting. Me and my friends call it fermenting, which is like nothing's happening, mm -hmm. but you really have to wait. Like you're saying, it could yeah. be a week, it could be a day, but you can't like have any bad thoughts or judgments. Yeah. And that's the only way then the fermentation is um, actually like progressive. Absolutely. And then you get to see what happens. Absolutely. You can't force it. You can't get down on yourself about it. It's just the process. And for me, when, you know, when I was writing music and I would just get writer's block, I would say, you know what? Let me go out and, and um, experience some life, some new experiences. And that's what's going to muster up that creative juice. You go out and experience something. Maybe you've been in the studio too long. Maybe you've been... Excuse me. I mean, your tank is run dry. Just get out and go experience life. And it's going to yeah. come flowing back. Yeah, we can fall into the the uh, the thought process of now, now, now. But, you know, yeah. you got to sometimes just put it down. And even if that means eating a bag of chips, 
<laughs> on the right. freaking couch. Exactly. You just gotta do something else. Yeah. Take your mind off of it is what you have to do. Yeah. Take your mind off yeah. of it. And trust me, oh my God, it's gonna come pouring in. Pouring in. Yes. And you have to say, as as weird as it sounds, like this is the work. I'm doing the work. Yum yum yum. Here's all the chips. I'm doing the work. Yep. Totally. It's a little brainwashy, but like you yeah. really do have to yeah. bypass any other thoughts. Yep. And it could be the simplest thing, the weirdest thing that happens. You might see something that makes no sense, but it brings about that creativity. It brings the thought like boom, and then it just starts going. Especially with like songwriting, it just starts going. It starts flowing and it's like you're talking. You know? I and, love that. And and I get it how, you know, people can write ten songs in a night because once that juice gets to flowing, the songs are like you're just talking. And it's that easy. Absolutely. And it just flows. Oh my God, it flows. So, and I used to like to write late, late at night. You know, I'm a night owl, so I'll stay up two, three in the morning. It's quiet in the house because I, I had a studio in my house, whatever. So, quiet in the house, boom, just flowing. Oh my God, pouring in. I love it. I can feel you riding the wave right now. <laughs> right? You, I can yeah. feel it on the other side of this. I'm like, woo. Yes. Flowing. Yes, yes. Once a creative, man. I mean, it, it's. I funny. love watching people flow. If anybody ever feels subconsciously like it's too weird to flow or I just want to say like when I see anybody doing that, I'm rooting for you. I'm on the I'm just yes. eating my that's my chip time and I'm just like, "Ooh, yes." <laughs> They're flowing. Right. right. And you get it and you understand what's going on at that moment. It is it's almost an entertainment to you, right? <laughs> Oh God, it warms my heart, especially yeah. when I'm in the fermentation stage. I'm like, something's got to warm my heart and I'm glad it's somebody else's taking their flow turn and then I'll be next right. or what, whenever, you exactly. know, but it warms my heart so much. Yes, absolutely. So, so I mentioned Fuzzy Head, that that's the film that you're promoting now. Uh, we're going to dive into that a little later, but I want to go, I want to, I want to take it back. Like I said, I like to humanize the conversation. So I want to get to know you, Wendy, uh, where you came from. Uh, some of the things that you talked about that basically uh, inspired the film Fuzzy Head. Can you, can you get into that a little bit? Some of your, some of your background. Um, I don't like to get too personal, but you did put it out there as far as. I know. Like, I'm, I'm a very personal person. Um, okay. Well, then there you go. Be personal. <laughs> so you mean, how did I get inspired for the film or how did I make, like, how did I get to the no, spot where so, I made No, so give me a little history. I don't know you. Tell me, tell me, tell me your story. Like, you know. I where, don't even where... know. It's like, I've gone to that point in my life where I'm like, I forgot everything. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm taking the, what is it? The red pill? I don't remember the matrix pill. I took oh, it. Oh. And I'm just like, that's when I made the movie. Because it's just like. I really went down that rabbit hole, man, of like, let's just forget everything. everything. Like, yeah, I I just swiped my memory card. And it... So I have an interesting, like, where where am I from? I, um, yeah, I was born in Long Beach, California. Okay. And um, I was raised by my dad, not my mom. Okay. And I had two sisters, middle child. So kind of the black sheep. Um, and that just caused like me a lot. Sheep? Huh? Did you feel like the black sheep? Oh yeah, I was yeah. the black sheep. Yeah, okay. for sure. And um, no parental 
supervision or guidance. Okay. So really interesting growing up. Uh, I made movies with all my time alone uh, with a VHS camera. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so you really, you really been doing this. Like before you even really understood what you were doing, you were just filming. Yeah, editing the movies and short films on the, the VCR. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. Made the first feature in sixth grade for a history class. That is crazy. Really crazy. That's beautiful. Um, Go ahead. Several plays, director of the plays. I didn't even know, I, was, I thought I was an actress which I, I am still, it's just that I was directing the whole time. Didn't wow. know. And it wasn't until I met my first uh, cinematographer, I was cast in a film and I didn't know what a cinematographer was. And I found out and I had already been making YouTube videos because I was like, what's YouTube? Oh, I love making funny videos. Okay. I already do this. So I started making funny videos. And then when I met my first cinematographer, uh, Steven Soria, I, I kind of like convinced him. I'm like, I'll teach you how to do comedy. Cause you know, if you only know how to do drama, you don't know how to do comedy. It's they're two different things. You know, yeah. I said, I'll teach you how to do comedy. If you'd be my cinematographer, you know, yeah. and he became my, one of my best friends and cinematographer for four years. And I think that's where my first, like, oh, I'm a director. And I think after those four or five years, that's when I was asked to go to Paris to direct my first commercial for H&M and other stories. So and I you... got my agent Go ahead, go ahead uh, sorry. from that. Okay, so you got and... your agent from, from going to Paris, doing an H&M gig. Okay, now let me ask you this. So what, because you were the black sheep, did you feel like you had to figure out some type of outlet? What made you pick up the camera? Yeah, yep. definitely. And in the end, and there's scenes like this in this movie, because Fuzzy Head is about healing the child self. Okay. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a very big journey. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but, you know, without being able to feel or express in the household, without being severely punished, mm -hmm. uh, finding ways to have that outlet which I had no idea I, I had turned to comedy. That's why Fuzzy Head's also wild because it's my first drama. Okay. Um, I had been giving myself the outlet of survival mode through comedy. Everything was funny to me. I was more of a comedian. And I think I'm gonna go back that way now, now that I'm out of the rabbit hole of the Matrix thing I did where I went so freaking deep. Yeah. But um, at that time, without knowing it, that is why I became kind of who I was, um, the comedy and, um, just kind of making a joke of everything. But yeah. like, we never watched the movies I made with my dad or anybody. It was just like, I was doing them. Okay. Yeah. So you pretty much had to basically laugh instead of crying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. But I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. And uh, there's a scene in Fuzzy Head where um, Fred Melamed's character asks Marla, the main character, to feel. And at first it seems very intrusive and really wrong. 
but it's really needed like us to feel and be able to feel. And um, unfortunately, I think society blocks that a lot and it causes a lot of depression and sadness. And, you know, I've learned over time, like I just have to express my feelings almost constantly. So, whoops. Isn't that that, that a little, it's kind of like a, Kind of like an oxymoron, I guess. Kind of, kind of, kind of, sort of. It is an oxymoron. So, so, so right now, you know, you have social media where everybody's expressing themselves. Everybody has a voice, but everybody's so depressed because they feel like they're yeah, not they're hurting. not expressing themselves. They're expressing themselves like they think they should. Yeah. Which is not expressing absolutely. yourself as you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're absolutely right. But they're they're, they're thinking they're saying what they think people want to hear. Yeah, and, and it's really subconscious. It's are. not on purpose. No one's like purposely being like, I should do this. It's like you have to really meditate and ask yourself what you're thinking before you post it. Like, am I thinking I want to do this? Do I feel guilty? That's why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like if I don't do it, I'll be looked down upon? It's like it comes with awareness, I think. Yeah. And nobody, I think people talk about it, but the the journey to awareness and why it's so important, I don't think is talked about in detail. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And I, you know, and that's crazy because um, when I was looking to, because I was doing like tech review before this, and, but I did this show in the streets. Like I was going to like um, comedy shows and um, award shows and nightclubs and interviewing artists and comedians and whatever, right? Models, whatever. Um, and then I kind of stepped away from that because I lost my cameraman and then I was doing tech review and I was just like, man, I need, I need to get back to that human interaction though. Like the tech, I love tech, I love gadgets, but it just wasn't fulfilling me. And I was just searching for like a year, like what, what do I need to do? You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back in the streets. I think it was right before COVID hit, honestly, but I was like, I'm not going back in the streets. I want to do something. But I want I want to be able to connect with people around the world, and I know I can't do it just here in Atlanta. So I was like, I gotta get online, and then it just clicked one day. I was like, you know what, man? There's so many people out here searching for something. They have dreams. They want, they, you know, they want to be something, and they seeing all they're seeing all this fake stuff on Instagram and all that, and people selling them these masterclasses, taking all their money. I'm like, there has to be a yeah. better way. There has to be a better way. There has to be another avenue for them to get some information from from like the horse's mouth though but good information and relevant information to what they're they're striving to be or trying to do so here we go you know here we are so yeah i get it you know it's a harder path to do that right but we know the greater good i think that's why i i do the same thing i believe the same thing you're saying you know and um there might be a smaller audience for it but yep it's it's needed and especially to keep to we're not i almost feel like we're barely human anymore so it's like i don't know i'm even gonna i'm gonna take to the streets soon and i'm gonna literally do a show because i like interviewing people too i love having the connection and i do think it's for the greater good to show human connection i i just think it's important i don't know why we've forgotten but hey i also scroll on the instagram so yeah. maybe that yeah i know why we've forgotten because i just scroll as well so yeah. it is so easy to get caught up it's so easy i mean you go in there so for me 
I mainly just post and leave, but you'll see something and then you'll get stuck and you'll be like, oh, yeah. okay. you look at that. And then I have people send me stuff. Like I have a group of guys, my friends, we got a DM called Chuckles. We created a group, right? So we just send funny stuff. So of course I go on my DMs and they just send like 10 things. So I'll catch up on that and just be looking at that. But like I said, I've, I minimize it though. I won't do it every day. You know, at the end of the week, I'll look at all the stuff they just sent, they've sent me and whatever. But you know, I just try to stay consistent with what I post, like show snippets. Like tomorrow I'll, I'll post snippets of the show. I post my daily quote and, and keep it moving. So, Good for you. Yeah. I am like, in the last six months, I'm like, I'm gonna try the, the human thing. I mean, this is what humans are doing. This isn't what I want to be doing, but right. I wanna see what they're doing on there. Right. Now I'm kind of addicted to it. I'm like, right before bed, you know? <laughs> yeah. When I used to watch Criterion Collection before bed, let me tell you something. Criterion Collection is way more fulfilling than TikToks. And it's like, it's so weird. Your brain will refuse it. It's like, nah, yeah. though, nah. Yeah. And I'm like, but as soon as I turn on a Criterion Collection film, it doesn't matter what it is. I always feel very fulfilled. I feel full. Yeah. But if I, and then that speaks to Netflix shows too. I love the Netflix shows. Don't get me wrong. Always feel empty. Can't turn them off. Always up till four <laughs> o'clock waiting for the catharticism to hit. And it's just like, it's not sure. a movie. They yeah. don't have beginning, middle, end yeah cathartic like it's just like it's like what what oh yeah yeah oh maybe there'll be something next episode yeah for my heart to feel yeah. but yeah anyway i don't know I, I don't know if that resonates with people but i feel like it's just like so important i guess as a filmmaker or anything to like see what's fulfilling you let that guide you you don't want to fall into a trap and then like have bad habits yeah absolutely now you mentioned that you got an agent after you did the H&M gig. So where'd you go from there? Like, had you already done like all the short films? I know you had done like 40 so short many. films and they've been in so film festivals. No film festivals. That's a maybe be inspiring for people. I never got accepted to a film festival. Really? No, but I was getting like tons of views online. People wow. loving how raw or whatever it was about the movies I was making, they loved it. I didn't really understand it at the time, but uh, they just liked it. And I think it's cause it was like, so it was raw because I think most of the films I had made, I hadn't really thought about. I just made them. It was okay. like before I even processed the feeling cause I was still doing the comedian thing where I wasn't actually digesting my feelings until after the movie was edited. Okay, got you. So it was very raw without knowing it, I think. And um, yeah, I had made plenty of those before the H&M thing. I think that's why H&M reached out. Okay. Oh, so you, okay. So basically you had a portfolio that they could kind of look through and see. And okay, they loved your work. Correct. Right. So, and then from there, just several yeah. other commercials. And then um, I made my first feature, Birds Without Feathers. And surprisingly enough, was accepted to my first film festival. Slam dance. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Blind yeah. submit. Blind submission. Wow. First film. First feature film. How but was no that? How was that experience? Never accepted. Never, never had been on the film festival circuit. Yeah. So how was that Pretty experience? Pretty insane. How was the experience? Yeah. How was the experience going to Sundance? 
Oh yeah, just um, incredible. Just the family and um, watching people. So I had so many people tell me the movie was bad. Really? When I was asking for help to edit it. Oh, so I ended wow. up editing it myself with some of those critical voices stuck in my head all the way until the premiere. Of course. Yeah. And then when I saw the audience laughing so hard, I cried. Just tears of joy. I'll never forget that. I was right by the projector and I was just leaning over, <laughs> like laughing and also crying too. Cause I'm like, yes, this, yeah. yes. Isn't God great, man? I'm telling you. Yes, that's what it felt like. Yeah. yeah, it felt like, ah, oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm remembering. That's yeah, very good. Yeah. Very different from Fuzzy Head, but like it was a dark comedy. Can, so is that is it anywhere that I can stream that? Everywhere, yeah. Just okay. type in "Birds Without Feathers." It's our, uh, it's our cult classic. Okay. Def I'm definitely gonna watch it. And when I say I'm gonna watch something, I watch it. I love, I love the support. You know. I, mean, I think you'll like it. It's dark comedy where people really wanted to see it again. They would come back. Oh my God, I had to bring my friend up. We were laughing so hard. Oh, And wow. then yeah. they come out the second screening like this. Because they realize the dark side of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it really hits you different no matter, like, wherever you are watching yeah. it. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out for sure. I'm gonna put that on my on my little calendar. And yeah, I need and I need that fuzzy head link. I need that. I gotta see it. You're gonna get it. I'm sending it to you right after this. Yeah, I everyone needs it. to watch Fuzzy Head. It, it's a crazy film. Maybe you could write what you felt uh, after it. Okay. After yeah, I will. It. I'll respond for sure. You're like, damn, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, send that over. Send that over. I'm definitely gonna check it out. So. I got the trailer. I want to show the trailer and then we'll come back. We'll talk about it. You could dive in a little bit more. We'll talk about some of the actors that you have because you got some notable actors in this film. Uh, yeah, you did. You did your thing. So and you're in the film. So sure. So but, but you did direct it. Correct. You directed, I directed this, it, produced it, wrote it, wrote edited it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Who go, knows? people. You can do it. Yes, you can. I mean, you're proof. You're proof. And you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. Just do it. Just do it. First film, first feature film, Sundance. It's proof. It's proof, people. Just do the work. Believe in yourself. People didn't believe in That's her either. It. Believe in yourself. That's true. Do the work. That's fucking true. Sundance. Oops, I don't know if I can say that for You can say whatever you want on here, girl. We're good. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, cool. We're good. So are All you right, going to show the trailer right now? Should I? Yes. I'm going to get my phone charger while you do that. Yeah, but I want you to introduce it. Introduce it. Set it off. It's your film. Set it off. So here is the trailer for Fuzzy Head, a surreal thriller where a girl goes on the run after the murder of her mother to confront her infinite void to find out the truth of what really happened. And we're off. So yeah, so talk about this all-star cast you have. Uh, Alicia Witt, she's from Mr. Holland's Opus, The Walking Dead. You got Numa Perrier. She, uh, oh, she produced The Perfect Fine with Gabrielle Union, starring Gabrielle Union. She directed I, it. She directed it, yes. And I watched that. That was a good movie. Very. Then you have um, 
Richard Ryle from Glory and Casino and so much more. Like, talk about this all-star cast. And how did how did you get to work with these people? That's the thing. That's the thing. I just thought I'm ready to work with actors that, you know, I think every actor is legitimate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I was thinking like my first movie had like all no names mm -hmm. and they're amazing. They're truly brilliant. Um, but I was like, kind of just thinking about my future and, you know, this second film is way bigger budget than my first. So I was just thinking, I'm trying to move up, yeah. you know? So let, let me see what we can do here. And this was just relentless believing, okay. delusion. Delusion. Like, yeah, very small budget, but way bigger than the first. Okay. So I think the delusion was just my lack of knowledge. like just because it was bigger than my very tiny budget. I was like, that means we can get people. Let's go, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, it worked. But like, I didn't have any doubt. Yeah. I was just like, we're gonna get someone. And just these people just came to me really because it was like, I didn't know I would get Alicia to do the film. Um, it was, she was presented to me and she she really resonated with the script and to me it was very important to work with people who had an open heart to the subject okay. and to creating in general i wanted to start working with people who just have that light you know they're not necessarily broken my first movie is about all broken people okay and you know, the comedy in that, but you know, as a person and speaking back to that intuitive nature, what guides me in creating is my intuition was like, you're, you're growing as a person. So your characters and your, the people you work with have to also be growing or be in a different level than I was before. Right. So I wanted to choose all these open-hearted creators, like artists. And yeah, she was, Alicia was presented to me. Um, Richard Ryle was presented to me and all, and it just worked out. Rain Phoenix, uh, she was also presented to me and just everybody, I let them pick their characters. I let them read the script and pick who they wanted to be. And they picked who they resonated with and it happened to work well. Um, Fred Malamed is a little more of a fun story, I guess. Um, I wrote, speak about, there's Alicia right there. <laughs> phenomenal. All these actors are phenomenal. Incredible. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Incredible. And Tolliver, so, Tolliver here and Fred here have a little more interesting of stories if you want it. There's Richard. <laughs> oh, God, what a sweetheart. He writes me uh, just, you know, and yeah, exactly. Our producers. Oh, 
the DPs, everything. So uh, Fred and Tolliver. Um, they're a little, they're a little harder to get. You gotta hear this. <laughs> I, I was making, you know, Channel One Hundred One. It was like this community. It actually still exists. It was created by Dan Harmon. I was part of that community when I was younger, making uh, short comedy films and mm. everything. Um, you make a episode every month if you get voted back. Usually, they're like the budgets are like a hundred dollars or something. Uh -huh. Like nobody spends. Nobody has money. Everybody's just making stuff. It's a great community to be part of if you have a chance to look it up. So at that time, I think I was like 22, mm -hmm. I somehow found Fred Melamed's email. And of course I emailed him. Yeah. You know, and by the way, I emailed so many people. Like, this is with that delusion, which I kind of wish I was still super delusional. Like, that was bomb, but I took that the was red that, pill. That was that pill you took. That was that. It was that. <laughs> Well, the pill made me non-delusional. Too much oh. truth. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Then I realized I had it right the whole time. The delusion is actually what people shame you out of so you live in the matrix. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's better to live in your your created reality. That's what I've decided. Uh, but it's harder to get back after taking the pill. So anyway, now I want to quote the matrix. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Fred Melamed wrote me back. He's actually pretty interested in this weird Channel 101 short. But then his agent saw the email and was like, probably told him, what the hell are you doing? Like, this girl's like, going to make a film for $100. You're definitely not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, I'm sorry. Uh, my agent said maybe it's best not to do this. He wrote you back and said that? He did or his agent, I can't remember, but it was of the nature of that vibe. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, that was cool. So that was 10 years ago plus. And I, I just wrote him again. So wait, hold on, this. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you, you wrote him for another movie? And he's, he was- Fuzzy big. Head. So Fuzzy Head 10 years ago? 10, 10 years later. I go, you know what? He really was interested to work with me. So I'm no. going to so, message So what him. I'm asking is, what was the first film that you introduced? Oh, to it him? was some ridiculous comedy short I wrote for that community, Channel 101. Oh, for, I, the budget that's... was like $100. I was going to probably film it on my DSLR. And... So, so did you submit the script to him? Did he read the script? Yeah, he was down. He was going to do oh. it. Wow. But then I think he realized, or his agent realized, it was like a very <laughs> low budget, like, and it was a little girl just trying to make a yes, yes. comedy so time, short. So the time wasn't right. So fast forward 10 years later, then you exactly. emailed him again, and what happened? <laughs> I was like, I think, I said, you know, um, the time wasn't right, the project wasn't right 10 years ago, but this might be up your alley. And... Um, he made it work. Wow. So that was... That's crazy that him. he remembered you, though. And Who knows if he did email. or not. I think he he was just probably like, wow, okay. Who knows what he was thinking? But all I know is it was like an absolute... Just upgrade. Dream come true. That's to see crazy. him like perform the script yeah i think i cried behind 
you camera have. because I was so touched by the performance and just to watch that on our first take. Wow. And this and, was Fred, and see right? see the words. Hmm? This was Fred, right? This one's Fred. So Fred, just okay. to see the words be as I intended with just so much behind it, it was, that's, that was the upgrade I was believing I was ready for. And just to work with these actors was incredible. And um, Jonathan Tolliver, he's uh, actually not an actor to begin with. He's a, a music artist. Musician, yeah. Yeah, and you should, you should check out his, I mean, he's phenomenal. And oh. he kept, the story with him is he kept being suggested to me as a friend on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I just kept seeing him in the corner there with this shirt and the shirt is like literally how i saw the character he plays in the movie and i was like i don't i mean he could be the character i mean why does he keep popping up so i finally messaged him i'm like you keep getting suggested to me you do look like the character i wrote would you audition so that's how that happened that was just wild but he was perfect for it and he's just one of the kindest people on planet earth and wow. yeah he has his story too and he just was the character because marla the protagonist in the film she just doesn't believe unconditional love exists and compassion and she doesn't believe she's worthy of any of that and this friend is just unshakable. And that's what we all deserve in this life, to be, to be unshakable and to have a friend that's unshakable to help teach us when we lack the tools to, to know how to love. Yeah. 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 Definitely need more of that. Definitely Absolutely. need more of that. A lot of people would be Absolutely. saved out here if they had somebody in their corner like that. It, we're lacking that. Right? Sure. Yeah. We're definitely so I wanted that people to sure. see I wanted people to see what that looked like because I think that mirroring is important and I didn't get that during some of the hardest times in my life and uh, I do believe everyone deserves compassion yes and this this uh this film it won at the slam dance festival right no, Birds won. Birds Without Feathers did win Bird. some awards. Okay. Fuzzy Head is, uh, it's a little more wild. And I would say you'd have to watch it, but um, it's intense. Okay. And I think to do a film with this intensity, I, I haven't seen many films with a female protagonist with this genre without having to say, they're crazy. You know, it's it's not really a film that's touched upon often. And the nature of which I edited the film, I'll be very candid. We had a full house at the festival. Uh, the last question or the audience, uh, this woman said, for the first 30 minutes, I really wanted to leave more than anything. And I already knew how I edited the film. So I just stayed silent and I was like, nodded. Most Jonathan, uh, he was like, 
<laughs> and then um, she continued and she said, and I'm so glad I stayed and I'm never going to forget this for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. What a turn. So I, I wanted to be authentic to um, the main character and her PTSD yeah. and how all you want to do is escape and make it stop. And I wanted to really be authentic to her experience and not really care if that was a way people are traditionally used to films. So I, I went with that instead of caring if that would make people want to leave or stay. Yeah, follow your heart, man. Follow your heart. That's very you, hard, but that's, but that's how you win, though. Oh, we lost her. I don't know what happened. She'll be back. She'll be back. I got some commercials I want to show uh, that she directed as well. So we're gonna get to that um, before we wrap it up. But yeah, here she goes. We're back in business. Where are you at? Where are you at? I see you, but I don't see you. Where are you? Oh, there you go. Let me put you in here. There we go. Phone died. It's all good. We're back in action. Back on the computer. It's all good. I see you clearly. Um, I was just saying, though, but that's how you break down barriers. That's how you come crashing through and, and take over Hollywood is pushing the envelope, right? You got to believe you got, you can't do what everybody else is doing and you have to be authentic and true to yourself. So it's going to resonate with somebody because somebody's feel, you know, somebody has gone through that type, that type of pain It's going to resonate whether people want to, you know, uh, admit it or not, but they have, they do. Real. I think everyone at the screenings have been like that woman talked to me after. I don't think I should share what she shared with me oh. because it was honestly so damn deep yeah. that even I can't believe she shared it with me. And it was like, Painful but that's but that's but that's how you know right there right that's how you know that's exactly what you need to hear that yeah. tells you that lets you know that you're doing yeah. the right thing follow your heart because somebody yeah it might even been worse than your experience right and you touched it, her. it was you touched her you touched her soul and she probably had never shared that with some well she probably even if she has probably in a long time and right. who knows? And I had a lot of people, everybody who shares with me their feelings after positive or negative. I I feel so grateful for yeah. the expression because like I going back to the beginning, what I told you is I didn't get to express. So I, I really accept and love to hear everybody's expression after they see the film. So if anybody you know, shares it or watches it. I would love it if you just message me and tell me how it made you feel and good yeah. or bad. It doesn't matter. I want to hear it. I'll definitely <laughs> let you know. And what, what, uh, what platforms are you going to be releasing this on? So Gravitas Ventures is releasing Fuzzy Head, which is amazing. Um, it's going to be all over the place. I wish I had the whole sheet. They sent me this whole sheet. Like it's going to be on cable. It's going to be basically you'll you'll be able to see it anywhere anywhere okay. and um i know that the apple pre-order sale uh that link is already up we're going to be having some screenings around the u.s um i'll be posting those i know there's going to be one in la october 25th the day after it's released um fuzzy head will be everywhere october 24th okay 
Definitely send me the link. I want that pre-screening. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're seeing it tonight, man. All right. Yeah, send that over to me. I got that to watch, and I got another one that someone sent me. So I got I to gotta binge and um, watch these films, man. Support you guys, definitely. Um, let's talk about, real quick before we get out of here, let's talk about your commercials, though. So you've done a lot of commercials as well. I have a reel that I want to show, just some of your work. Um, what, um, like... Where does that take you? What like what type of like what mindset are you in when you're doing these commercials? It, it like does that take you down another adventure as opposed to doing these? Absolutely. Adventures? Yeah. So talk about that a little bit because I know you're doing music videos. You got these commercials, and I saw the one. What's her name? Leon. Uh, I saw one of the music videos. Oh my god! That's like your work is top tier. It's quality. Like the quality is great. So. I like to say that first and foremost, it's it's no shabby job, y'all. So it's it's very professional. Like some of I that stuff. One of I don't know which one you saw, but one of them I literally was choreographing on set for the dancers. I was like, okay, so I realized there was no choreographer, but in my head there was dancing in the video. I'm like, no problem, no problem. Uh, okay, <laughs> so let's learn to dance right now. Oh wow, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah wow. and everybody we're working with they're, they're they're just up you gotta get the people who are like down for the weirdness you know yes. like that's not but normal that's the sauce that's that good sauce though that's and if the they're stuff. not down for the sauce you gotta get them out of there yeah so absolutely. i'm happy to just be very candid about that that was a big lesson i had to learn in the last few years you gotta just say thank you for your time and yeah like, you know, because, you. yeah, I don't want to act like every person's down for the weirdness because they're not. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, if I get really subconscious for you, it's like they, in a weird way, I feel like they think they're being gaslit. They're like, she looks normal, but she's doing weird things. Am yeah. I wrong? <laughs> you know, and so I kind of just warn people like, hey, yeah, I'm definitely, if you feel this is weird, it is. It's very weird. Yeah, and it's not normal, but you but can okay go to be weird. It's okay to be weird as long as you're not having them out of character. You know what I mean? Like you can still be yourself and be weird. So go with yeah. it. Yeah. Like have fun, you got be quirky, and go with it, right? Yeah, but some people won't, and and then yeah, I'm won't. just letting people know it's not always accepted. Even if you think I'm cool on here, that's great. But like, right. uh, it's weird isn't everyone's cup of tea, and that's okay. Yeah. And. Then, and yeah, it's just totally okay to just realize you got to find your people. Yeah, and that's sure. just a big thing. And I know I, I kind of like uh, switch gears. Oh, yeah, commercials. I um, I love commercials because you have a budget. And you got a whole crew. And you can play. You know? Yeah, and you can eat a lot of good food. And uh, yep. <laughs> you, you make, you get all the great camera equipment you always wanted. Uh you get to, like you said, play, find out things that you're like, oh, I've never done this before, but great. We have the tools to do it. Yeah. It really just upgrades me as a director. It gives me experience with, yeah, sometimes there's like 40 people on set. And wow. it's like my first, my first movie, there was four, you know, yeah. I lit the, I was the gaffer, you know, like it's that's that's a great 
juxtaposition. I want to be ready for, you know, when I do a Netflix movie or something. And, like, commercials provide me that. Um, yeah. It's fun. And one time I did get uh, to do a commercial where there was, like, 70 people on set. And there was, like, a Michael Bay car rig with cops, like... <laughs> stopping traffic and i'm like is this a michael bay movie like this is crazy easy. so fun so yeah i think to enjoy everything as a director find the the lesson the beauty the upgrades and in, in it all yeah, yeah it's been it's been a true journey i love it i'm gonna play i'm gonna play the reel um as oh we... my gosh i wonder which reel this is let's go I just put something together. I didn't even pull anything that you had. I, I just pulled videos, commercials. So you'll, you'll oh, know. amazing! But they're yours, but yeah. So we'll, we'll um. I but I wanted to showcase your work because you know, it's it's, it's different. Just it's so two kind. two different lanes. So it's it's you know gotta gotta represent you in the right light. So like I like to do everybody on here. So I definitely want to put that together for you. Um, but yes, everyone, fuzzy head will be everywhere. Just go search for it. October 24th. Definitely, definitely put your eyes on it. I will see it beforehand because she's going to send me the link. I appreciate that. Um, but definitely, man, um, all of her links are down below. So you know where to find her. If you forget, picking a cool card, episode 200. Don't forget, click the links, find Wendy, find Fuzzy Head, support Wendy. She is a creative at heart, and you have to love that. That's God's work. I'm telling you, believe that. Um, thank you, Wendy, so much. Before we get out of here, man, I just want to say thank you for blessing the platform. Thank you for coming on here, being so transparent. Thank you for just adding more value, more value, more value. And just thank you for being you. Thank you for being that light and just continue being great. I'll be praying for you, rooting for you. Um, I will not lose touch. I am uh, a supporter. Everybody that I follow, I support. I know what you're on Instagram for. So you will see me tapping that little like. If I see you, you know, the algorithm hides you sometimes. But uh, if I see oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the algorithm. Hey, it, and there'll be a new trailer out like in the next few days. And if anybody okay. sees this and wants to support, sharing that trailer just it helps indie films so much like yes. instagram is the best way to blast so yes so definitely so drop that in my dm make sure you drop that trailer in my dm so i can share will do do that for me please so i can help you <laughs> help me help you help me help me help you. help you yes all right wendy i appreciate you so much it's been beautiful. It's been fun. Episode 200, guys, it's in the book. We're on to 300. I'm not going to stop. I'm doing ah! this for the people. I'm doing this for the people. I'm not doing this for me. It's not about me. I'm doing it for y'all. So it's not going to stop here. We're going to keep going to it on television. All that good stuff. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's see Wendy's work as a director of commercials. This is a whole different lane, y'all. Have fun. Peace and love. Till next time, you know where I'm at. Every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right here, kicking it with somebody cool like Wendy McComb. We out of here, y'all. Peace and love. Let's go. I'll see you on the flip side, Wendy. Wendy.